Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, America, and welcome to Restoring Your Republic, brought to you by Republic for the United States of America.org, and lawfully restoring our constitutional republic, peacefully and lawfully and legally, and it's all been done and waiting for you. So please come accept your gift and learn how to operate it. You know, tonight, I want to say that we were so privileged to have Sandy Marieke, uh Lieutenant Colonel, retired from the Air Force. Holds a lot of uh, a lot of esteem within her her community and within her constituency. She, she's a, a test pilot, flown about everything there is to fly, and uh, we're so thankful that we've been able to work with her and and other people to uh, bring forth a victory for the American people and our armed forces to. Uh, give them an opportunity to exercise their constitutional right and to refuse a experimental jab, whether it be on moral or religious grounds, their constitutional rights need to be respected. And thanks to our efforts, we managed to get a, a stay on those. So I thank everyone involved in that effort. It wasn't just myself or the radio team here or Joe Gibson or Sandy it was a combined effort. And with that combined effort, we will have our republic back and be restored again and have liberty and justice for all, which is what we all seek to have. Tonight we have a panel consistent of Justice Waters and the Indiana Supreme Court. Um, we have Governor Henning from the uh, free state of Wisconsin. He's governor. Uh, Representative Mark Minder. Uh, the Turtlers aren't with us tonight. They have uh, out-of-town guests, and they deserve a break and time to enjoy their time with their friends. But we greatly miss you. So that being said, Justice Waters, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing good, Governor. How about you? It's a beautiful day in paradise. But what are we going to bring to the people tonight? Well, Governor, first I want to say... Uh, Welcome to everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight. Understand there are some uh, first-time people. Welcome. You will have a chance to uh, join in the conversation when we are done uh, presenting to you something very important. Tonight, Governor, we're going to talk about racketeering. The word racketeering started back in the mid-1800s when a guy would ride into town, set up a little shop on his wagon, and start talking and trying to sell oils and some kind of a drinking solution for different ailments, arthritis and so forth. And most of the 
Western marshals and sheriffs came up with the term that he had a racket going. In other words, it was something that was kind of fraudulent. Uh, it was kind of a, a, a scheme. It wasn't really real, and he was making money off of it. This is where the word racketeering comes from. You can find racketeering in U.S. Code 1962. Now, a racket or racketeering is performed by an individual or a group of people illegally or unlawfully. And it refers to the illegal activities conducted as part of an organization or an organized crime or a crime family. The major crimes that fall under racketeering are murder, drugs, weapons, weapons and people trafficking, child trafficking, smuggling, prostitution, counterfeiting, and impersonation of somebody other than yourself, like the impersonation of uh, a law officer or even as far as a congressman goes. So what we have tonight, and let, let me explain for those who are new here, we are conducting a grand jury type um, presentation here. You are the grand jury. We're giving you information and evidence of crimes being committed by the Biden administration, those that work within the Biden administration, and Joe Biden himself. Now, the Constitution says, as a sitting president, just like Trump, we cannot touch Joe Biden until he's out of office. Now, what we are talking about tonight in racketeering are a couple of different uh, crimes committed by Joe Biden and the Biden administration. That includes the vice president, speaker of the house, which is Nancy Pelosi, and then we have uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate pro tem. Now, what they have done in passing bills or uh, you know moving things along within the Congress itself, a lot of those bills that they are passing, like they're trying to get through now, uh, is just, I mean, it's unconstitutional what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose. They're trying to take your weapons away. That's your Second Amendment right. So we're going to be talking tonight about bribery, extortion, dealing with a controlled substance or fentanyl, interstate shipments relating to fraud of the citizenship and naturalization. We've got almost 10,000 people crossing the Rio Grande and in from Tijuana about every day. I want you to think about that. Every day. Obstruction of criminal justice. Obstruction of a criminal investigation. False statements of government documents. Slavery and human trafficking. 
is tonight we're going to be talking about the first charge, interstate transportation of drugs or fentanyl across state lines. Tonight we're talking about the first charge. And then breaking his oath of office, which is to keep America safe and secure. Now, bribery and extortion, you may remember this, you may not, but back a few years ago, a video emerged, and it was about Joe Biden bragging about getting the lead investigator in Ukraine fired just to give them $1 billion. The Obama administration, which Joe Biden was vice president at the time, were giving money to Ukraine. And I remember listening to this, wondering where in the world and why are we giving money to the Ukraine? They have nothing to do with our national interest except they give a lot of food substance to Europe. Now, as the video goes, and you can look this up online, here is the transferred statement of what he said. And I'm quoting when I say this. Quote, I remember going over there to convince our team, uh, or our, our, our team, that we should be going over our loan guarantees. So I went over to, I guess, uh, 12 or 13 times to Kiev. And I was supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a guarantee from Poroshenko and Yasin that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they were walking out of a press conference, and I said, I'm, or we are not going to give you the billion dollars. He said, you can't do that. You're not the president. The president said, I, I said to him, I'll call him. You call him. I said, I'm telling you right now, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion and I am leaving here in six hours. And I looked at my watch and said, in six hours, and if that prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch, he was fired. And they put a new prosecutor in place that was solid at the time, unquote. They put President Trump through an impeachment because of one phone call and because, well, he did a pro quo uh, with Ukraine is what they were saying. Adam Schiff, remember him? He messed that phone call all up. He reworded it, restructured it, and then blamed Trump basically for treason for doing that. When all along, it was Vice President Joe Biden that did the very thing. Now, the question is, why did he want the prosecutor in Ukraine fired? What difference does it make to the United States and the government whether or not their prosecutor is doing an investigation inside Ukraine? 
And the people of America were wondering. And then when we got close to the election of 2019-2020, a laptop showed up. And on that laptop was Hunter Biden. And videos began to emerge from that laptop. Some of those videos showed Hunter Biden, who, by the way, was dishonorably discharged from the Navy as a reservist because he failed a drug test. He was high on coke. So they fired him from the Navy. And when when they do that, there's no reprieve for it. You are out on what they call a BCD, a bad conduct discharge. Technically, you can't get a job in America if you're out of the military on a BCD. That is like the worst that could ever happen to you. And we found out that Hunter Biden was on the board of directors of an organization in Ukraine called Burisma. Now, Burisma is a natural gas and oil company for energy in Ukraine. Turned out that uh, Hunter Biden knew nothing about doing anything like that. So why is he getting anywhere from 50 to $70,000 a month being paid to him, three times as much as any other of the Ukrainian board members. And we found out it's because, well, his last name is Biden, son of vice president and President Obama's friend. And they treated him and they gave him free money just to do what they wanted him to do on that board. And that was to pass things. But then we found out it went one step. You see, Joe Biden as vice president and Obama as president were going to invest with the United States billions of dollars through the Defense Department starting in 20. 15 and 2016 to build 16 bio labs in the Ukraine. But it wasn't just that they were in the Ukraine, they were on Russia's border of the Ukraine. Now, here's what I want you to do sometime do your homework. Look at a map where the biolabs were built. Then look at a map of where Russia invaded the Ukraine. Amazingly enough, you will notice it's the same areas where those biolabs were being built. Imagine, if you will, Russia or China building a biolab with the ingredients to kill every person in America just south of the Mexican or just south of the California border right there in Tijuana. What would we do? Well, I'll tell you what we did in 1963 with JFK. Russia was putting 
nuclear missiles in Cuba. And we set up a blockade through Kennedy, and we almost went to World War III over it. But Khrushchev or Russia backed down. So we kind of repaid them, and we were building biolabs. The United States, through Hunter Biden, was able to get money to the Ukrainian government. In turn, the Biden family was getting kickbacks from the Ukrainian government for doing so. I want you to understand what that means. There's crimes being committed here. Bribery is one. You're not getting your money unless you fire that prosecutor. Now we have obstruction of justice and obstruction of a criminal investigation because Burisma was a corrupt entity inside Ukraine. Now that's a big charge. It's on video, and Joe Biden cannot refute that. Then we're going to deal with controlled substances and interstate shipments. As I said last week, and I'm going to say this periodically through the next few weeks as we talk about these, Trump had signed executive orders, and the Congress had passed bills to close down the entire southern border. He was building a wall. Why? Because China was giving the ingredients to Mexico to make these fentanyl pills that kill people with just, you just touch them and you can die. You don't actually have to swallow them. Just touch them. You rub your eye, put your finger in your mouth, eat a sandwich, And you can get killed that way, through fentanyl. It's being done every day right now. But Trump stopped it. We're going to eventually get into the election and election fraud later on, and we'll be able to connect that with what I'm dealing with now. But Joe Biden took over the office of the president. I don't think it was done lawfully or legally. We have states right now that are overturning their presidential uh, elections from their state view. Arizona's done it, and I think uh, Wisconsin's in the process of getting that done. These are swing states that Biden said swung towards him. Biden takes over the White House. Now, understand the, the president, when he takes his oath of office, he raises his right hand, he puts his left hand on the Bible, and he gives an oath of promise to God, the creator, and the people of this nation that he will preserve, protect, and uphold the Constitution of the United States. That's the oath he takes. Now, it does say to the best of his ability, so help me God. But that's the oath every president has taken since George Washington. Joe Biden took it too. Think in your mind, 
what has Joe Biden done in the last 17 months to protect the Constitution, to obey the Constitution, to obey the laws of that Constitution? What has he done? How is he protecting you, the American people, by obeying the laws of the Constitution? How is he doing that? I beg you to show me one thing that he has done since he took over the White House that does the American people the justice and the service of that Constitution in protecting his people. I mean, after all, he does want to protect the borders of Ukraine. Why? He's invested in the biolabs that are there to make something that can kill human beings in Russia. That's why Russia invaded. I don't care what the news, I don't care what MSNBC says or CNN says, because they're in bed with the Biden administration as well. They're bought and paid for. By the way, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, most of the Democratic Party are bought and paid for by communist China because communist China gives money to the PGA, or not the PGA, this new golf thing that is uh, uh, starting up. They're doing their best to, to counter what Saudi Arabia is doing. They own the NBA. They're trying to infiltrate into the NFL and give them money, and they own Hollywood. China. China owns 42% of the businesses in America. I want you to know that. How did they do that? How were they allowed to come in and buy our businesses? 20% of that was just done in the last 18 months. Joe Biden is compromised as a leader, as a president. So what does he do? He extorts people here in America. Extortion is like bribery with money, but you can you can actually threaten to kill or put in jail. Wait a minute. Isn't that what's happened to a lot of the people on the Trump side? They have prosecuted them and put them in jail. Why? They don't want Trump to run again. That's the only reason. To scare Trump. To make him go hide in a hole. Well, I got news for him. Trump ain't hiding. Trump won't hide and he won't shut up. Joe Biden is scared to death to put his face out there. Especially now. Because he knows the Democratic Party is about to get slapped big time if we have a midterm election. I say if because there's a number of things that are happening. But you also need to understand this. Day one, he opened the borders up and allowed the fentanyl to come in. I want you to know that. That's why he kept he is keeping those southern borders open for the fentanyl to come in. That's by order of Xi of China. 
So what is going on now? Biden secretly signed an executive order to close part of the border through Arizona and New Mexico to finish building the walls there. He broke his trust with China. You know what's going on with China right now? They're about to go to war with us. You know why? Oh, yeah, Pelosi's in Taiwan. Yeah, she landed there about seven hours ago. Yeah, they're using that as an excuse to bomb the hell out of whoever is in their interest of threat to the CCP. Right now, it's Nancy Pelosi. China does not own Taiwan. Taiwan is an independent nation. Joe Biden told Nancy Pelosi, don't go. Don't go there. Why? Because China told him to tell Nancy Pelosi, don't come. Taiwan belongs to us. No, it doesn't. They're independent. The next 24 hours will tell us whether or not we're going into World War III or not. All this has taken place because Joe Biden and Hunter Biden has made contracts with the CCP, the Communist Chinese Party. You ever heard of a little organization called the Triads? Well, they're from the CCP. Ask a couple of senators like Reed. He's no longer a senator because he got a visit from the triad. Remember the Bundy Ranch and that incident? China was supposed to be given that land by him. Well, he couldn't get it. So the triads made a visit to his ranch. And the news media said, well, he was lifting weights in his basement and one fell on his face. Yeah. He didn't complete his job as ordered. Today, Joe Biden is failing his job. Number one, 50% of you did not die taking the COVID shot. You did not die. That was an order by China to Joe Biden to make sure when you all took that vaccine, that's experimental vaccine, which is nothing more than a poison, and you are supposed to die, 50% of you, and you're still here. And that makes China angry at Joe Biden. So not only has Joe Biden done illegal things to the American people, but he's about to start World War III because he is compromised by China and he's not fulfilling his job here in America against you, the American people. That is your so-called president, who will be 80 shortly, who's got COVID, after receiving four booster shots and both jabs of the Pfizer anti-vaccine, if you want to call it that, So what is a guy who has all his shots up to date still get the COVID because they lied to you? The Biden administration lied to you. 
Remember Joe Biden saying, if you get the vaccines, you won't get COVID? Lie. He's got it. This is his second time. They called a rebound. Guess who else got it and had a rebound? Yeah, the guy that come on TV with the glasses that looks like Honest John car sales. Yeah, the guy from from the uh, NIH. That guy. That guy lied to America and the world. That guy had nine leaders around the world killed because they wouldn't receive his vaccines to give to their people. Nine leaders, nine presidents around the world died because they would rather do something safer because they did their homework. They found out what was in all this junk. This is your president. This is Joe Biden. Now, you may sit there and say he's not your president, but he is. There's nobody else sitting in the White House but him. And that's why things need to change, and they need to change rapidly. And we start by bringing charges up against the Biden administration, because if we don't get this done in the lawful and legal way in their system, or our system of the republic. This is why you need to and pray that the republic is stood up and stood up quickly. Because if it's not, Joe Biden's job in accordance to China is to destroy you, your family, and everything that this constitution gives us. Who would have ever thought that you would send your five- or six-year-old child to a public school and half the day would be spent with a drag queen singing songs and telling their, your kids, it's okay if you're a boy, it's okay to become a woman. That's the Biden administration. Who would have ever believed they would have been so angry by stopping the killing of babies in the womb. Oh, oh, and one one step further. They want to kill babies a, a day after they've been born. Now it's a living being, and oh, it's okay to kill it. The mother didn't want it. And then the, the abortionists label it as it was a threat to the mother. Well, it's already been born. It's no longer a threat to the mother, but that's they want to kill it. Next will be the elderly because they're taking up too much of their air, too much of their food. Too many cars on the highways. Got to get rid of the elderly. Then comes all those of you who disagree with their beliefs and their agenda. That's about 80% of this country. That's the plan. That is what they want to do. Now, I don't know if you heard But today, actually about four hours ago, the Chinese media platforms, the ones that they have in China, that the CCP allows their people to to listen to and, and read, started crashing. I mean, you know, not being able to get on. 
Now, number one, from a military standpoint, that's a scary scenario because that tells me China's getting ready to do something. They don't want their people knowing what it is they're doing. Remember, in China, the state runs everything, including everything you read, watch, and hear. So if they want to block you out from listening, from reading, and from seeing, they don't want you to know what they are going to do, whether it's against their people or against another nation. And they're threatening us. Now, why why are we doing all this? Why are we bringing all these charges up for you to hear? Because, you see, if we don't do this, their January 6th commission that is all illegal, they'll get away with probably murder. If they send somebody to jail and they get killed in jail, it's manslaughter charge because they're the ones that sent them there. If people die out on the street because they can't get food or water, that's Biden's dealings. He's the one that created that mess. That's charges. His, his, the main charge tonight is he broke his oath to you. That's the main charge, along with bribery, interstate commerce charges, allowing fentanyl to come in the southern border, and then trucked. And I literally mean trucked to major cities across America. You know how I know that? Because I see the videos of all these people from the cartel getting out in, in Dallas, getting out off the buses in uh, Minneapolis or Seattle, Portland, L.A., San Francisco, getting off the airplanes in D.C. and other cities. What do you think they're there for? You think they all these people came because, oh, we're the land of the free. Well, to them, that may be to a true statement, but most of them want to leave when they get here because what they're seeing take place right now in America took place in their own country years ago. And they're warning us, don't do this. And every day we get up and uh, something else is going on. They break more laws. That's Joe Biden and his administration. Racketeering. Racketeering itself is not a crime. Racketeering is like the box that a number of crimes all sit in. And there is a number of crimes tonight, and that's just tonight. we got 12 more weeks to go through of all different types of charges. When we're done, we're going to have about 90-some pages on the Word document of what we have presented. And we're asking you, the American people, as a grand jury to present a bill that is a true bill. That means the American people, you, the grand jury of America, 
have heard and seen and believe there's enough evidence to take it to a trial. That's what we are presenting this for and to. I want to thank you for being here tonight. I want to thank you for listening. I want to, again, welcome those of you that this is your first time here. We're glad to have you. We love America. We are the republic. It'll be explained to you who and what we are in just a minute. But we are the republic, the restored republic of our founding fathers. Their law form, their paperwork, their documents, that's who we are. We'd like for you to join us, and we would like for you to be a part of us. Back to you, Governor. So let's talk about how we put some teeth in all this. I mean, this is is rhetoric and stuff we've been hearing for months and years. So how do we put some teeth behind what we're doing, Justice? The people have to gather together. They have to stand up as one for one goal, and that's to bring our constitutional republic back. That may require different things to take place during that period, but that's the ultimate goal, is to bring our republic, our constitutional, our biblical constitutional republic back in power. So we opened up the door to the Northwest Ordinance last week and had an in-depth discussion about how that works. And in a nutshell, 30,000 people in each state now has jurisdiction. And that jurisdiction is recognized internationally by well over 100 and some countries. And they're just waiting for us to get behind the wheel and take control of this great present, this trust of the republic that was given to us by our forefathers. It's that simple, folks. So let's open up the phone lines. Yeah, let's open up the phone lines here. Okay, Joseph Gibson here, um, and uh, I've asked some people here to join in. And 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 again, for people that are new and when they come in, I know some people already messaged me. Uh, I understand these. This is all stuff we've all heard before. We know that. However, what we're trying to do here is we're documenting and ar- archiving this because we're building a case, and this is all going to be very carefully crafted and put together professionally and lawfully. And it, but it's up to you, the people, to also participate. And we're going to participate in how we're going to. Put together and assemble the grand juries across this country, networking, using the uh, uh, social media platforms and the internet against these new world order thugs. Instead of going on taking selfies and doing the I thing and me, PC, and my personal this, and, and it's all about me, we're going to use it for you. We're going we're to reverse it and flip the script against these globalists and these, uh, these uh, CEOs on Wall Street, these people that are controlling and uh, uh, monop- the monopoly that they have on our every 
day lives and leading us into World War III, leading us into this new world order, this one world order. And if you can't see that or if you deny that and you don't think it's really happening, then this is not the place for you. I suggest you go someplace else and continue on with your life and best of luck to you. But you're going to have a very rude awakening most likely very soon. And that's unfortunate. So I advise you to pay attention and lawfully participate and try to uh, network and grow and re-inhabit our republic lawfully. This is the only way lawfully this can be done. Is that correct, Jim? That's uh, uh, Or anybody uh, from the republic want to interject on that and explain the republic's website and what the documents that are there and the Northwest Ordinance real quick. And then anyone else who wants to question or have a question or has something they want to offer, hit the number one. If you're listening via the Internet, it's 657-383-0616. Press the number one on your phone and we'll get you on unscreen, uncensored. You don't have to give your name. You have to say who you are. You can be totally anonymous if you want. But Jim, real quick, first, uh, can you explain the documents on the Republic website and explain it to some of the people out there what how this is lawfully done? Sure, Joe. You know, it's not a, it's, it is a huge task, folks, but it, it, it's very simple. And it's simply something that's done every day. And that is once a corporation is bankrupt and losing its losing its uh, worthwhile, it's not an asset anymore. Then they're closed down. Studebaker's gone. A number of corporations that we used to have are no longer with us. That's all that we have here that is taking control of this trust that I talk about. This trust is a document. It's called our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution, and our Bill of Rights. And this is your trust, America. But it's only yours if you own it, and if you operate it, and if you take care of it. And so this is why we're bringing these grand jury proceedings, because you have to learn to operate your government. Common law is a form by the people. And so this is not a passive government in the, in the sense of what we've been used to, this is a government of form by the people. But without the people, there is no authority. And so we filed... A little bit of history, a little bit of history here, real, real, quick, real quick, Jim, a little bit of history here. This began really back in 2008, 2009 with the Restore America plan. And if you do your history on the internet, it, we, it actually... Uh, took a very uh, large stronghold, and there is military uh, involved. There was back then, especially. And what had happened was, is the people were not ready for it, and questions were uh, uh, asked. I remember sitting down with uh, Ron Paul. Uh, there were some other senators there. I'm not going to give their names, um, but uh, there was also some military uh, people there, and uh, a group of Navy SEALs were there. And this was with uh, Mr. Turner and Mr. Kennedy and and several other people Republican. This is back in 08 and 09 and 2010. And we assembled the grand juries in all 50 states. This is how we started out the process similar to what we're doing right now, except people went out uh, in each state and actually physically went and held meetings around, uh, town hall meetings around the country.
country. And uh, emails were sent out to many people in the Patriot community, and people were invited free of charge to come sit down in these, uh, uh, like, for instance, here we did it in the Wrightsville building in Greensboro, North Carolina. It's an office building. We met there, and we also met in Chapel Hill. And we had about two, 300 people there at first, and it was 1,500 people, and then, and then eventually we had 1,500 people here, and then 1,500 people in Chapel Hill, and it was, it was, and it, it grew all across the country. But what happens when, when or, uh, groups or constitutional groups grow and the new world order feels threatened? They, they fight back, and the media jumped in, and I'm not going to get into all that, but we, we cannot lose our way. This can, this can still be done. Uh, and, and lawfully, I believe we lost we lost a great opportunity back 12 years ago to restore our republic lawfully. It could have been done. I, I, and I saw it with my own eyes. I, I was there. I'm here to tell you that I witnessed it. I, I heard it. I took part in it, and I know for a fact that very uh, prominent, well-known people across this country were involved in this in this. Uh, uh, restore America and restore our republic uh, uh, plan back then. And so what we're trying to do is vamp that idea and revamp what we already started and get it and get uh, bringing the people together and with new with uh, more people, different people, more educated people. And perhaps because we have to switch this, we have to change this. We have to change what is happening. It's not working what what's going on right now. If, Like I said before, if any of you believe that it's working and you like what's going on, if you think you're going to go vote your way out of this in the elections, then you go just keep well, – I mean it's working out real well for you so far, isn't it? So uh, I would say you're not better off. I would say this is the only lawful du jour format or to, flip, to turn things around lawfully and peacefully in our country right now. It's the only way. And, 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 I'm, and we're open to listening to anyone else who has other ideas or, or, or solutions or, or ways that they'd like to go about getting involved or if they have a different way they would like to do about it. We're open, and that's what this platform is for. That's what these po- podcasts are for, to share information, inspire, arouse the people, well, you know, not to entertain and joke around and be fools. You know, we are. We, I mean, we've seen an, our country is, is lost right now. So, um, open up the phone lines. Uh, anybody got to uh, want to join in here? Press the number one, and uh, we'll connect you. I got three two three wants to jump in here. Go ahead, three two three. Yes, this is Mr. Anonymous from Anywhere USA. And so, I thought I'd join the conversation because you were talking about um, providing a solution last night, did Joe? Yes. Yes, sir. This is Joe. Remember Joe versus yes. Joe? I recognize, okay. I recognize the voice, and I'm glad. <laughs> I, for some reason, I picked you first. I did not know the number, but I got a bunch of people here who want, have their hands up, but I picked you. So, hey, God has a plan for us. <laughs> yeah, Everything happens for a reason. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's good, because I did call in. I, I did go to your website, um, as I had said uh, last night. I haven't, I haven't reviewed the entire website. I'm just here to find out what the particular plan, uh, what the particular du jour plan is, because we surely need it. Uh, of course, the, the republic is lost. People don't realize that. And you're right, voting, or trying to vote our way out of it, in my opinion, is not going to work. If they steal the election in 2020, they've had a lot more time since then in order to perfect um, the stealing of the elections all over the place. So I'm here to learn. Well, that's good. That's May good. I have but part of that, Joe? 
Yeah, well, may I ask you a question then? What, what idea, yeah, you can, Jim, but I want to ask him a question because this is a very knowledgeable individual. I've, I've spoken with him before on the Internet and podcasting, networking, and, uh, and he's very, uh, and he's an inspiring individual, and he's well-spoken, and he's intelligent, and he knows the problems that we're facing, and he sees the logic behind everything. Look, it's not working what we're doing right now. So, but look, with that being said, what, do you have anything that you could possibly maybe say, hey, I have this idea, yeah. or or I think this would work. Well, yeah, but I don't know if it's a solution. Um, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't in particular know of anything that will work um, very, very well. That's why I'm always willing to keep my ears open. But I do think that if um, the judges, the honest judges, and the honest cops, and um, anybody who's honest. Um, for example, the doctors, you don't even have to be of law enforcement. The doctors that are, are talking about the vaccine, the honest judges that are coming down with decisions that are blocking Biden from becoming more of a dictator. If they and we can get together to make sure that the legal system will not be under control by the midterms, then perhaps we have a shot to expand upon that and show people and show the, um, not the mainstream media because they're, they're lost, to show the alternate right media that the American people, which did show, by the way, by 71 million voting for Trump, that we are for a republic. We are for um, law and order. That if we can do that, get these organizations together. It's going to be hard because I've already spoken to somebody who's, <laughs> who's been trying to do that. And from what this person is telling me, that, yeah, all these organizations, they say that he's spoken to anyway, they say, yeah, we'd all like to you know, come together, coordinate together. But the egos of these organizations, they all, all of them want to be the leader. Yep. That's you right. Know, and that's the problem. You hit the nail on the have, head right there. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to have leaders, okay? We can have a coordinated uh, function of, of uh, this political organization doing their thing and just letting everybody know what they're doing and that if they can combine their forces together at any one particular time, combine the forces. If they don't, then they can continue to do you know, their own thing but be willing to help out each other if they need it. You know? Yeah. So, the lead, yeah, because apparently you've, you've been in that particular situation yourself and you found out that the egos of people of our country is what I'm a libertarian. Let me tell you, <laughs> every libertarian <laughs> thinks that all you got to do is wave a magic wand yourself, and America will be saved on a one-to-one basis. No, reality. Let me, reality has a way of slapping people in the face, but still not waking them up. So, like I That's said, right. I don't have the uh, the solution. I'm here to learn. I'll go anywhere to learn how to to conquer the obstacles that we put in, in front of ourselves. And that's, and that's great. And that shows what, and right there, folks, and this is what we need. And the quality of the words he just stated right there, this gentleman, is what, is what we all have to do and just think we can flip the script. We can flip this whole thing around and change this country. It can be done. It can. Jim, you wanted a piece. You wanted to say something to this gentleman? Go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. I'll sure. keep you waiting. Yeah. No, that's okay. And thank you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Anonymous. I, I would call you an above yes. average, an above average American <laughs> citizen, but because uh, you're here, you know, and 
<laughs> Only 10% get it done. You know, the rest are along for the ride, and that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. But um, what we're trying, the message we're trying to bring to the people is that the heavy lifting's done. Now, let me give you an example. Everybody wants a grassroots effort. They want a, a republic, a form by the people. Well, in 2010, a group of patriots in Colorado that were aware of what was going on got together, and they elected their governor, lieutenant governor, senator, all these people, according to the Northwest Ordinance, representatives, and they stood up the free state of Colorado. Now, how much more grassroots does that get, especially when it's based on what I said was the heavy lifting? The heavy lifting is getting the people together, like you just said, my friend, and that happened in 2010, and they came together with a document that was published worldwide and recognized worldwide as lawful standing of the rightful government, our trust that I talked about earlier. But the corporation had infiltrated and taken that over. And so by law, we had to get first in line, first in time, and claim the assets of that corporation for the American people. And that's all on our website. It's a long read, but it's a wonderful read. And um, you can read that right there, what we filed for the American people. So... Now and that was filed where, Jim? Where was that filed, Jim? Jim, where was that filed? Because I'm getting filed, Tom with some questions. With the Hague, the Hague, the UPU, the uh, United Nations, and all legal standing and and well known. And the rest of the the world knows more about what we're doing than the average American citizen because they've been keeping us under under a bushel. They've been keeping our light from shining. So now, with that standing in world law, we need the people to stand up and own this government that is theirs, their birthright. And that means we need representatives and governors and senators and ambassadors and people to come to the table to work with us. I'm not aware of any patriot group, a real patriot group, that I would consider wrong. Everybody has their point, and and most of them are extremely valid. But we need a commonality that is lawful and recognized by the world to give us standing so that when 30,000 in each state stand up, we now have jurisdiction in that state, and we can exercise lawful judicial governance over these perpetrators that we are experiencing running our government today. And Jim, Jim, let me bring on 920. They got their hand up also. So, because it's time permitting, everyone's got a lot to share. So, I just want to make that point there. I understand everyone, and we all live busy lives. I appreciate the so many people that are on the queue here and, and called in and taking the time. So, 920, go ahead. Hi. Um, so, my question is. You know, you talk about grand juries and, and standing up the republic and everything. How can U.S. citizens, you know, form grand juries and stand up a republic? Don't they have to 
correct their status and be actual Americans, not citizen slaves? That's a good we question. All have, we all have those uh, little contracts that have got us into their system by hook and crook and ignorance and deceit. And we all have that's – our, that's our world today. If you disengage and become a free man, what you know, where you recognize no one but God's authority and no one has any authority over you, you now become more of a, a problem in, than a solution. And that's not the solution. And you don't have to go through all that paperwork because we've laid the groundwork so that it's a matter of jurisdiction. And when that jurisdiction takes over, all that is behind you. And you don't have to go down that rabbit hole and go through all that stuff with bond paper and money and and then having it flagged by your name when you get called, rolled over by the cops. Um, we have... Um, but, but, but he makes an interesting point, Jim. Jim, let me, let, let me get, hang on, Jim. Let me interject. I understand where he's coming from, and I get what he, and I respect what he's saying, and I agree with him in a way, because we're contracted in as these state corporate citizens right now, and we have to obey these contracts. Otherwise, they'll flashbang his house and haul him away to jail. They did this in 2008, 2009, 2010, when we, when we started putting together the Restore America plan. So he's making a valid point. How can we form lawfully grand juries? How can the people do that lawfully? And that, and so that it's recognized. That? Didn't we already we, do that in 08, 09, Joe? Yes, but look Isn't where it got why us. why the republic was stood up so that we could have jurisdictional authority? So really all that's been done. I mean, there's new cases and new evidence coming every time Joe Biden and Kamala Harris open their mouth. But <laughs> that being said... Uh, but how do you have standing, story. though? How do you have standing, though? Where, where is it? Where 30,000 people. 30,000 people in a state that's registered to vote in the republic, and now we have constitutional worldwide standing. Okay, well, so you're saying that okay, requires 30,000. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that sounds, yeah, that like sounds really good. That sounds really good. And I've been – I started tuning into the Wednesday – calls like this um like 11 years ago and, and i kind of lost interest because i didn't know i couldn't find like a remedy like what can i really do until recently um there's a lot of people going with uh changing their status to a state national and i just feel as though that's really important to have any standing now if we could get all those people to you know, get with this movement, this republic, which we're all going to end up there anyway, I believe. Um, maybe that's a shortcut, but I don't, I don't see how to, to make the, uh, the, the close the gap between the, the different. Yeah, groups, yeah, you, you get stuck I mean? in the mud a little bit. You get stuck in the mud, you know, and I can hear it in your voice too. And and it's happened to me several times uh, throughout the years, also. And you, and I'm glad you were on those calls. And I'm glad that those people are starting to come out of the the uh, the woodwork, I guess you could say now, and starting to come aboard uh, again because you know what happened and you understand. And and I agree with you about the correcting the status. And but but we don't want to get bogged down in paperwork either. And you know because we know the de facto it's it's, it's one big uh, nonsense. It's all nonsense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. It's like an insurance company. It's designed not to pay, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I you have know, another so, point. And, 
Go ahead. Well, my my point of my point of hope came about in reality came about 2016 when we were really rocking and rolling, and uh, we were uh, see under the Northwest Ordinance it takes five people it takes a governor, two rep- uh, two senators, a representative, and a chief judicial officer, and with those five people each state is considered represented under the Northwest Ordinance at the national level. We were two states away. We just needed two people to fill seats in two states, and we would have had international treaties as the republic with international countries. Um, the ambassador okay. was the first uh, to uh, work with wanted, him on that. Hang on, Jim. He, he had something, another point he wanted to make. Uh, go ahead, 920. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, it's, it's just a, a little different direction but it's all the same thing but I was watching um, I was watching a a pair of ladies on a broadcast and they were from Florida and they mentioned that um, the Texas Republic had been restored and that they have a de jure sheriff and a temporary governor named Billy Four now my my point is I'm trying to see now what is this now do you is this someone associated with the republic we're talking about or are there all kinds of different crazy things going on yeah there you go that's a good question too that's a very good question all kinds of crazy things going on all kinds of crazy things going on and when you talk about Texas Texas is unique in that it was its own republic um back during the Alamo days before it became a state. And so they have a little different thing that they can fall back on uh, than the other states don't have. And there is a movement to uh, uh, bring the Texas Republic forward, but as its own independent republic, not as part of the United States. Um, They've given up, apparently, hope that uh, they could re-inhabit the, uh, all 50 states, and they've got an opportunity to do it as a individual state. And that's um, what we fear, uh, Jim, and that's what the fear is with a lot of other patriots around the country. Is, look, we don't want to end up in a civil war here. You know, we no, don't want to, you know, what are we yeah. going to end up in one big mess again, you know? So we've already that's gone what down they that road. We've already yeah. gone down that road. And, you know, by contract, you, you can't take that state of Texas and float it out into the ocean and become its own island. It's part of the United States. You cannot have representation for that state, which is what happened during the Civil War. Um, and so, you know, the reason I brought up the thing with Sandy Mariiki, that's huge. We got a major win for every military person and civil servant and our kids because we came together and we worked together. And we got it done in short order, really. I mean... It was record time. That's just an example of the people that are in supporting us, that are behind this movement, the people with power and influence, and they're just waiting for the American people to stand up and get behind the wheel and learn how to drive their republics. It's all done. We just need to do it. And everybody's got their own little thing to bring to the table, and that's okay. We'll get it sorted out. But if we can't all agree that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is what 
has got us this far and is going to get us down the road, whether you're a sovereign citizen or whatever, everybody wants what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights has to offer. And that's where we got to right. go from. And that's where we're coming from. So get on board, everybody. Please. This is your yeah, but, but Yeah, but they need to know how to get on board. So that's one, one of the main questions here. You go, so, to, and that's it. go to the website. You go to the website, uh, republicforthunitedstatesofamerica.org. Sign up and get the emails and get involved. If you feel like that you would like a leadership position, there's one basic requirement, and that is you need to read the two re-inhabited books. Uh, and so you can get those off our website, or you can get them off of, from Barnes & Noble or, or uh, Amazon or whatever. That and being a moral man or woman, that's all that's required for you to be vetted and to take your leadership responsibility in your state. And if we need everybody. Without it, this is just an empty I don't know room. who that is with the background noise, but um, <laughs> uh, um, whoever's got the background noise there. Um, uh, anyone else uh, wants to step up here who has, uh, and they want to interject an idea or thought or, or something, I wish we had the hurtlers here. You see, this is another problem here is we have these great podcasts that are powerful and we get the movement going, and I think that's what uh, the other gentleman there, uh, Joe, was bringing up. You know, you, people start materializing and they come aboard, and then it fades away or, or – or you have too many chiefs out there. They want to break away and do their own thing. Now the, the, the egos take over, and, 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 and people don't take it seriously, and they don't understand. You know, and a lot of people want, well, a lot of people that are listening here tonight, you know, they want to take the republic seriously and take, and take everything uh, uh, um, to heart and say, hey, because people want a solution. They're begging for it. They're crying for it, but they have nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. So, you know, and then when you get a group like this, the Republic out there, we're doing a podcast like this, and I'm trying to pull as many people as I can. I ran for public office here in North Carolina. I, uh, I believe infiltrating the de facto as much as possible with good leaders that believe in our Republic and don't believe in just a two-party system that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a felonious bull, bull garbage anyway, uh, but, you know, that, that want to re-inhabit the common good for everyone, because that's what, our, what, what really was our foundation principles were in the beginning, was the common good for everyone, and this two-party corruption has, has just taken off and destroyed our republic. Um, you know, I, think so, I think you hit on a major point, Joe, um, and, and Mr. Anonymous hit on it, too. Everybody's been so busy trying to prove that they got a point that there's an infraction being done or there's a law being broken or rights being trampled on. And the conversation has gone on so long that it's hard to switch gears and go into constructive solution building. And that's what the Republic is. It's that commonality for all these groups that have their own little identity to come together, and when yeah. we come I see together, Sarge just joined us. Sarge, Sarge joined us in the chat room there. Sarge, we're bringing, and we touched on the Northwest Ordinance uh, last week with uh, Sarge there. Sarge, you welcome to join in here tonight uh, in the conversation, and uh, and uh, he's been uh, actually coming aboard here. I think I think we got him on board finally, uh, which we know Sarge is a, a, a great individual. Uh, 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 veteran, uh, well-spoken, and very knowledgeable history knows history, I and mean, you have to have you have to know your history. Uh, but 407, 407, you want to jump in here? Go ahead, 407. Yeah, this is Sally. We were talking last night. Can you hear me? 
Yes, I can. I don't know who's okay. got the, who's got the background noise, but please, whoever it is, please <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Definitely not me. Okay. Yeah. So, well, there is the 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 thing is there truly are no leader leaders out there, and you know everybody thinks they've got the idea and got this, and everybody's standing around looking for somebody else to do something, and everybody wants to do something. It, it's really chaotic, and we got to accept the fact that this didn't start overnight. This is something that's been going on. Truthfully, Eisenhower and probably before that talked to in fact, Washington, talked about what was going to happen if we didn't stay engaged. The people did not stay engaged in their in their government. It is our government. We are the government. People forget we are the government. Yet we have allowed this group of individuals to take over, and even to the point of arresting people and throwing them in jail for doing nothing with no charges like this Jan 6 stuff. It's, it's totally insane. So try, and, and the fact that people were have been arrested are still sitting in jail for having done nothing wrong. Um, and for being enticed and trapped, in, in fact, in some cases there, they people are now even more scared. They were already hesitant to do anything. I mean, I can't tell you how many people are scared to go to a go to a local uh, town hall or a city commission meeting and speak up. Yeah. I don't know what we have intimidated people. Americans need to grow a backbone and realize this isn't going to be easy. It's not going to be fun, and it's not going to be free. Freedom isn't free. You're going to have to be willing to put yourself out there and take a risk that something may happen. And we do. What do we need to do to truly correct what has happened in D.C. for these people who've been illegally arrested, unconstitutionally arrested? Then you have this nutcase committee that's out there, totally unconstitutional. And this is where the challenge comes. Okay, I, I can't go up to Washington, D.C. by myself and go and start arresting all these citizens arrest all these corrupt uh, um, politicians. Well, we, we've got to get the masses involved. We've got, for one thing, people absolutely have to reject the mainstream media and all the garbage that they're doing. You've got to uh, accept that and got to walk away from as much of the corruption that where, where you can have some influence with the corporations are doing some of the stuff as well. So do those kind of things and that, but... You know, people, will you call your elected? Uh, even doing that, you can't even get people to make a phone call. I know. Uh, yet at the same time, yeah. they're wanting something done, but who's going to do it? We all have to. So what, and, and you know, the other, the key, which which has been my challenge, I've, there was going to be um, uh, another different rally in Washington. And what, uh, oh, this was a while back, I can't even remember who, who the, um, military person was at that point, but the, it was all going to be just everybody circling the Capitol building. Circling, you're not going in the Capitol building, you're circling the Capitol saying, we are here, and you're going to start listening to us, to try to show that we the people, that we have a, we do have power. But if people aren't willing to put anything on the line, if you're too scared to do it, you're never going to get there. And then at that particular time, Glenn Beck was telling people not to do it, which was... I, I I don't know what I I wish he would have just been quiet, not said one thing yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, agree. But he agreed. But he was out saying you go there, and now he was actually saying they will attack you. They will say that maybe that you know will accuse you of the insurrection. I don't know. I don't know his full story why he did that. But I mean, there was no insurrection here. But they played games by saying it's an insurrection. Then they can change all the rules by saying there's a national emergency. What Biden's trying to do with climate change, they can change all the rules. They're taking over our country while we're sitting here doing nothing. And this is what we talked about last night. And I know I'm rambling here, but this, gets, this just gets on my nerves so bad that we're sitting here doing nothing. Um, we have to stand here. I like to hear you ramble, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you say we, you're including me. And I, I take offense to that because I'm not sitting on my hands, and I'm not waiting for somebody else to do it. And I was very interested. I was part of the solution in getting this, or, or, this horrible vaccine mandate that's forced on our military to the courts and getting an injunction against it. Now, you say you're waiting for leaders. You're waiting for somebody to step up. You're waiting for somebody to show that they got No, that's what she says everyone else is doing. She said that's what she's waiting. That's what everyone else is doing. Everybody else is doing that. And and I'm telling you, by the fruit of the tree, we got something going here, folks. And you better get on board. And the more of us there are, the louder our voices are. Hang on, Jim. Go ahead, ma'am. Go ahead. I, I totally understand that, but here's I'm out there. One, I am really trying to educate people who are totally clueless as to what's going on because they've listened to mainstream media, which there should be a lawsuit against them. They are truly violating freedom, the freedom of the press stuff. They're violating what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to serve the public interest, and lying about things is not serving the public interest. There ought to be a lawsuit against the FDA. They've played major games with emergency use authorization. That's how they got all this stuff. What they blocked. They literally That's blocked right. the right. the proper cures. Now, right now, if I if I had the money of a Donald Trump or some of these billionaires out there, I would be out filing lawsuits all over the place. But I don't yeah. have that. Where would you find so justice? I, Where would you find you, justice? If you've got somebody out there doing the lawsuit and you want me to do something to help, then I will do it. I, but what do you want me to do? Right now, I am sharing information as much as I can. Trump, because right now the ignorance is not bliss. I said that last night. It's still true today. Ignorance is not bliss. And if we don't wake up these people who have been like brainwashed by media, brainwashed by the media, brainwashed by public education, who don't have a clue what the Constitution is, they don't understand we don't need a Constitution if we didn't have a Declaration of Independence. You, you, go do, look you took the first step. First? You did take the first step, but you, hang on. You did take the first step, and, and, I want, and before the show is over, I want you to give your platform, because you said you're doing a show on COVID, too. Now, you're a voice out there, too, and this is so very important, and, and what Joe brought up. We don't need more chiefs, but we want everybody equally involved, because nobody's a leader here. We're, we're all going to lead together. That's what's important. We, got, we don't need any chiefs. We need all Indians out there charging and that's what we got to and so yeah yeah your voice out there but you took the first step you came over to this platform and now you're here with, with, with the republic and the next step of course would be to go to the website the republic contact somebody in your state and i'm sure there's somebody probably most likely in your state or reach out uh there's email contacts there and network with them and and we have to start forming the assemblies locally and spreading out nationally it can be done we have to use their tools against them and it can be done um uh real quick i'll also uh, but, yeah, um, stay on the line. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think it might be Sarge wants to jump in here. Sarge, is that you? Yeah. Uh, good to hear from you, Joe, Jim, Governor. He's on the line. Uh, everybody, hey, everybody else. And, and, and Sally, look, girl, you go. You go, girl. You can go ahead and ramble anytime you want. Your rambling is infinitely more coherent than 99% of people's so-called coherent. So you just ramble on all you want. Now, I'm coming late to the game here, so I don't know what the thrust of the show has been. But I would like to add to one thing that Sally did say, and that was about this energy thing. And this energy, not only will it be inadequate for our energy purposes, not only if we get rid of nitrogen-based fertilizers, will be unable to feed the population we presently have, much less the rest of the world that's dependent upon our food exports. 
but it will put our energy grid at the mercy of our greatest world adversary, the People's Republic of China and the Chinese Communist Party. It is literally insane. But, again, I don't know what the thrust of the show has been tonight, but I did hear you mentioning people understanding what government is supposed to be and what people's understanding of our government should be. And I, I would begin with this one very simple proposition to get people understanding what the whole scheme is supposed to be, be about. When you ask people what are the three branches of the constitutional government and they answer to you the congressional the judicial and the executive, you tell them that they're incorrect. Tell them they're describing the federal government and most of the way the state governments are formed. The constitutional government is, number one, we the people. Number two, the sovereign state. And number three, the federal government. When people get that in their heads, then you begin going into detail on what the government is supposed to be and what the whole scheme, starting with the founding, was meant to be. Okay, Sarge. But, uh, well, the logistics of the show has continued on what we talked about last week, Sarge, when we introduced the Northwest uh, Ordinance, is we're trying to with the, with the, grow the republic, bring more people in, and, and, and network together so that we can assemble and, and re-inhabit our republic lawfully, and, and also bringing the bills of indictment and charges so we have you know, evidence to bring forward to say to these other people out there, say, hey, look, this, this administration has done this, 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 that. These are crimes. They, they're out. They're done. That's it. It, it. We have the right as the people to do that. We have the right of, as the people to do that lawfully and peacefully, and that's, so that's what, what we're trying to do and uh, continue to grow. And just this podcast alone isn't the answer, and I'm sure uh, uh, the females' uh, podcast there isn't going to be the answer. But everyone's voice out there will be the answer if we can all come together and do the legwork together. I know we all got busy lives. We got to work. We got jobs. We got bills. We got problems. You know, whatever, what have you. But what's wrong with taking the time out every single day? One once a day for your country, uh, for some time, you know, to, to network together, to, to put together a project or a meeting on Saturday or Sunday so that we can bring forth our grievances and re-inhabit our republic lawfully. That's what we're trying to do, and, and I put that challenge to everybody. This is what we have to do. Make it start here. It, it could start here and end up someplace else. I don't care, but as long as it ends up with our republic being re-inhabited lawfully and we get rid of what because what's going on now, we're heading to hell in a handbasket. And I'm Is sure everyone can agree on that. Is the possibility of a constitutional convention? I, 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 Why would you I, sorry, want that? you would know better than me. Be, beware. <laughs> beware yeah, well, of I, I've always been a little leery at the possibility of that, although I'm not going to completely categorically end it. I'm just fine with the Constitution the way it is with maybe an amendment or two. But I'm just kind of worried about the notion of a constitutional convention because more and more people are talking about it all the time. We need 30,000 people in each state. That's what, according to where, I don't know where that is lawfully, Jim can, or, or Justice Waters or somebody. Northwest Ordinance, okay. Northwest Ordinance. All right, so there's 30,000. That was codified. That is codified. Okay. That is part of the Constitution. That's why we're using it. Okay. Can I ask a question about that real Yes, quick? ma'am. Go ahead. Yes. 
Okay, talk about the, the the nickname going around is CONCON, Constitutional Convention. But because right now with some of these people that you have in charge in some key places, you better be careful what you wish for on this thing because that's not to say they wouldn't go in there and totally trash it and put the thing through the shredder and you'd have nothing left. We're much better off to take the approach of making the amendments the way we can do them versus going in and trying to have a Constitutional Convention. I truly believe the Constitutional Convention would be a bigger risk then it will be the benefit. It sounds good. I Michael agree. Says it all the time, I agree with you. But it's, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Think people today are too badly educated to trust the Constitutional Convention right now. I think that maybe if people weren't so thoroughly indoctrinated in so many crazy, wild ideas in all these colleges, I think it might, Constitutional Convention might be a good idea. But people today are so badly educated at the higher level. I, I, I think it's just a bad idea right we got, now. We had a gentleman on, uh, Sarge, I, I think it was 920. And then I see a, uh, who's 563? Who's that? Is that somebody? Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know. I've I got so many numbers now. You see, this is what happens. The board gets so crowded, and I've got so many other people that are just listening. And I, it's hard to keep uh, uh, track of everybody. Um, I'm glad the, the trolls ain't out here in the chat room. That's great. Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, Jim, or Justice Waters, you still there? Mr. Henning left. He was here with us, and he kind of messed up my call board by calling in as a host. Um, uh, I had some other individuals out there that I was on a podcast show with also. It was last week, and it was a part of Patreon. I called him, and he sounded like Barry Croft. <laughs> Is he out there listening tonight? If he's out there, I sure wish he'd uh, queue in, at least to let me know that he's listening. Uh, he had some ideas also or, or things that he wanted to bring up and talk about. Uh, and he had some, you know, quite a following, I guess, throughout the years. And he, he's a veteran also, but I don't know if he's here with me tonight or not. I don't know. Um, put your hand on press one. But uh, I guess we'll go down the line here, um, and everyone gives their thoughts here with time permitting, of course. But we will be here next Tuesday again at 6.30, and, and in between, we got to make contact with each other. But, oh, um, and uh, Sally, that's your name, correct, Sally? Is that, am I correct? You got it, yes. <laughs> uh, announce your show and when you're doing the COVID thing. So everyone needs to tune into that because that, cause we've yeah. got to network with you and, and go over there and, and join up with you, click up with your audience also so that we can grow and, and, and make, you know, expand and, and expound our ideas and grow this thing because we have to do something because doing nothing, we're we're going to end up with nothing. But go ahead, Sally. Yes, it's uh, on Blog Talk Radio also, and it's uh, American Statesman. Monday, uh, 7 p.m. T- um, Eastern Time is when I start, and it's this coming Monday we're going to do the COVID thing, trying to get a few candidates and some other things going on down the, down the road. But right now, for, for this coming Monday, it's going to be taking a deep dive into COVID, what it really is about. COVID was an ultimate test of how, mu- how well the American people have been turned into a bunch of sheeple, and they've, they've given up the rights. They don't even know their rights anymore kind of thing. And go. it was all used to see. It was, a, it was a test. How well can we manipulate these people? Will these American people put a mask on? Will they stay home like we're telling them to do? Will they get a jab like we're telling them to do? And unfortunately, my own personal opinion, the majority of Americans failed the test. They failed. They were so willing to comply. They're so willing to surrender the rights. So we've got to go back on what COVID was really about the role that Fauci and China played in all this craziness. And the, the ultimate, it truly starts in 2016 when Donald Trump won the election and they, they corrupted the system back then, my own opinion. This is going to be, we're going to hear a lot of my opinion in the beginning of this, 
anybody wants to challenge it and tell me why I'm wrong, they're more than welcome to. But then the whole point is they they had manipulated the election to begin with. That's why Hillary couldn't figure out, why didn't I win? We, we, we hosed up the machines. We rigged them. How could I not win? Uh, and then, of course, they tried to... They tried to do it again in 2020, and it didn't work, and they had to shut the machines down. You're right. <laughs> you know? So you, uh, you got to see how this all plays out, and where, where is the ultimate goal? What is, and call it the Great Reset, New World Order, whatever you want to call it, depopulation by Bill Gates and company and whatever. But that's where it is, and that's what COVID, we have to understand COVID was an attack on us. It wasn't a accidental worldwide pandemic. It was a pandemic. And we got to face that fact and, and stop dealing, stop letting them push us around with it. So, I and mean, it's a as crime. you can see, I'm it was a crime. It was it's a crime. It's a crime against humanity. Yeah. Fauci ought to be put to death. Treason. Yeah. There's a, an element of treason in this crimes against if humanity. If found guilty, if found guilty by a jury of his peers, Correct. let's just say that. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And if we find his real peers, well, we, we, we have to find who his peers are going to be on this one. So, anyway, uh, oh, that's by the way. Monday night. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, let me just give no, you the phone ahead, number sorry. real quick. 347-857-4364. Same thing, press one to speak on the air. 347-857-4364. Or go to um, blogtalkradio.com slash American Statesman, and you can get to it there, too. Okay. That's okay. great. That's great. And that's what we need. And that's what we need. We have to get everyone networking together and, uh, you know, and, and, and coming together uh, to, to re-inhabit our republic lawfully. Um, I guess and, I'll just go right down the line. But go ahead, Joe. You want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to give Sally a little bit of a ray of hope there. Um, Trump has, um, has stated an intent to sue CNN because you were mentioning nobody was suing and the um, mainstream media should be sued. He's intending on doing it. I've already downloaded the PDF. I haven't read it. I perused it. So um, he's he's accusing them of lying, especially about the part where they say he's a Russian collaborator and the the January 6th so-called insurrection. So I thought I'd lay that out there for you, um, just so you can pop up today and say, hey, you know, I'm glad I woke up today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll take um, any good news I get. <laughs> you know, I, I listen. We, we we know we're here. We're we get, now we got uh, Sally there, and we know we're here Tuesday at uh, six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we and all the other voices that usually are here are not here. And and I'm 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 very peeved at that and upset about that because. You know, here we are. You know, and especially a lot of voices from the republic. They should be here. You know, and 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 because you know we're out. We we have to. This is what it's about. This is what we're doing. This is the whole reason. The republic, and and people are MIA. I, you know, look. We we've got to start really uh, going full speed ahead here and coming together. And every single state. You're out there, Jim, in Colorado. Uh, we know we got Mr. Henning there in what Wisconsin, is it? We got uh, Roger. Roger, where are you at? Indiana. Uh, you know, uh, I'm here in North Carolina. So you know, listen, we have to. It, everyone's got to step up to the plate. But let me go down the line here. We'll go right up to the top. Go down the line here. With, uh, the closing thoughts to the podcast, where everybody can give their ideas or or give their commitment. I know a couple people said they're going to go to the website, check it out, and do some reading. I know it's a long read. There's a lot of stuff there to read, but it's worth it. It's your history. It's the history of this country, and it's lawful. Everything is lawful. There's nobody's personal opinion there or ideas what to do. Everything is law of the law. So. Uh, I guess go down the line, um, uh, uh, Justice Waters. You want to go first? You've been quiet quite a while there. 
Is he still with me? Is Mr. Waters there? Roger, he's still there. Okay, maybe not. Uh, Jim, I know you're still there. Go ahead, Jim. I appreciate everybody turning in tonight and uh, having a conversation. You know, one thing about conversation is as long as you have a conversation going, the weapons stay at home. Uh, it's when the conversation breaks down that the weapons come out. People talked about exposure and repercussions. Uh, Joel and I have been involved in this deeply for a decade or better, and we've had interviews with the three letters. Um, Gene Hurtler brought uh, some factual stuff here a few weeks ago to the table about the, uh, I believe it's the 302 reports from the uh, FBI. And uh, he said in those 302 reports after interviewing us, uh, that uh, we don't meet any of their criteria of a domestic terrorist. Because in our Declaration of Sovereign Intent and our claim of interest, we strictly promise that we will stay within our jurisdiction and not engage in battle with the others. So we're not in an adversarial position with the de facto as long as we stay under the umbrella that international agreement that is posted at The Hague and the UN and so on and so forth. And we, I can vouch that as long as we exercise our constitutional rights under this umbrella, under the republic, that there's nothing to be afraid of. There's no repercussions. And if there is, then this whole thing is melted down and it's every man for himself. So let's come together. And together we'll get it worked out and we'll have victories. For those who aren't familiar, last night, General Vallelay on uh, Stand Up America U.S. had a nice uh, interview with Sandy Mariki, a lieutenant colonel, retired Air Force, and uh, regarding the COVID, the COVID shots, and uh, through combined efforts, we won, folks. A big one that's been going. People have been trying to do for a year or two, and we got it done when we came together. That illustrates that we can do it. There is a ray of hope there. So get where involved. Where can they see that in interview, Jim? Where, where can we watch that interview? Because I was like, I didn't even know this, <laughs> and I was involved in this. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, it came on. It was aired last night, and uh, you go to the website. It's. Uh, OneNewsPage.com, and uh, it's a Stand Up America U.S. show with a Major General, M.G. Okay. So I, I can send you the link, but that's not going to do us any good on a radio program. But it, no, no, you can that. email it to me after the show if you want. Um, that would be great. I'd like to check that out. Um, 323, uh, let's see, well, who else we got here? 920, uh, uh, I can't remember who I had on here. He called in. He was uh, actually one of the first ones. He said he'd listen to the call years ago. 920, was that you? Go ahead, 920, you want to say something here towards the end here of the podcast? No? Okay. Um, I guess, uh, let's see here, we'll go down the line here, uh, who else we got here, uh, oh, Lord, I have so many numbers here, um, okay, I, Sarge, you want to say something here, you always got a lot to say, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I got something for the end of the show, I hope, I hope is appropriate, um, I think we can all agree that, uh, the, 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 we have to put a, a, a dam 
in the stream, or at least a boulder to slow down this current that's intended to wreck the Constitutional Republic. You know, we got to do something to slow it down. The Republican Party is utterly inadequate for the task of repairing the Republic. But like a, a ship that's been damaged below the waterline, which you're not going to get fixed until you get it back in dry dock and get it up on the dry dock and do actual repairs to it. you got to stuff mattresses or plugs or whatever you can do to keep the boat from sinking. In this case, the boat is the Constitutional Republic. The ship is the Constitutional Republic. Right now, we're to keep it from sinking. We need the Republican Party just to put a boulder in the stream, even though they're inadequate. Now, what do we need to enable this patch to work? We need to ensure election integrity. That's got to be done. We've got to ensure the integrity of elections so the Democrats do not do what they did in 2020. We've got some help with this from a, uh, a, a, what a Supreme Court justice in Wisconsin wrote. Justice Rebecca Grancy Bradley wrote this for the Wisconsin Supreme Court majority in Teagan versus Wisconsin Elections Commission. She wrote, if elections are conducted outside of the law, the people have not conferred their consent on the government. Such elections are unlawful, and the results are illegitimate. So a court of law, the highest in the land, the highest in the state of Wisconsin, has confirmed it. The 2020 election was illegitimate. So even well-intentioned demands, of which I am one, because I know I got good intentions, even well-intentioned demands for sufficient evidence of voter fraud to reverse the outcome election are actually a red herring. Because Trump or anyone else shouldn't have to prove the existence or extent of fraud, only that the legislative constitutional scheme was deviated from. And there is no doubt that at least three states, probably five, the constitutional legislative scheme was not followed. The results of those states should have been discounted. That would mean that Trump won the election. Now, would it mean to reverse the outcome of it? Maybe not. But certainly it should set in motion processes to reform the election so they can't do it again. That's got to be front and center in order to get the kind of reforms we want done. We've got to do it. We've got to stop them. Make yeah. a dovetail from what Judge, from what Sarge just finished saying, yes. And at the very least, there should have been a probe into why the um, these elections um, um, were at least questionable. So, yeah. And, and Joe, does that frustrate you? I mean, as, I mean, I know it does. I know you believe wholeheartedly in, in, in the system working and, and working the right way. And if you don't, do, and if you're wrong or if you're caught, like you, when you vetted me, if you if you don't do what you say you're going to do, you're out. You know, you got to agree that, otherwise you're not getting my support. You know, so I mean, the system's broken. So I mean, how do you feel? I mean, surely this has to frustrate you. If the system's broken and we know it's broken and it broke and it didn't work and it's illegitimate and 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 so. I mean, how do you have any faith when, biggest, you, when you wake yeah. up in the morning as an American? Yeah, well, my biggest frustration is that, of course, the, the American people have been dumbed down. And as I've always said, it's not their fault. We've been brainwashed to an immense degree, and it's been, been working for decades. So I don't blame people. Um, and talking to people on the phone or talking to people over the radio doesn't really supply them with the kind of information that they need in order for them, the liberals, to change their mind. They need PowerPoint. They need to sit down at a desk and have somebody point out to them exactly what is going on and show them 
Um, not only that it's been trending, but that has been going on for a long time, the kind of um, disgraceful attacks upon our republic, the, uh, the corruption that's in, the, um, that's in Congress. And, uh, and what I mentioned last night and what I mention often is that people do know that corruption exists, but they don't want to believe that corruption at the, the 435-person level, including the Supreme Court, is that high up and that injurious to the American people, in that they will sell America and have sold America down the river for a few million bucks, being in the hands of the lobbyists. They, American people know that lobbyists exist, that they bribe the other uh, congressmen, and that something is absolutely screwy when somebody wants to spend $5 million to get a $200,000 job. But what the American people do not want to, want to believe in, number one, their guy is corrupt. Everybody else can be corrupt, but not their guy. And secondly, and even more importantly, is that the Congress are traitors. They are absolute traitors, according to the definition of giving aid and comfort to the enemy for the purpose of overthrowing the government against the American people. The American people don't want to believe it, and I don't blame them for not wanting to believe it. I didn't want to believe it myself for a while, but we have to convince them, because once the American people are absolutely convinced that they've been betrayed, then we will, as a people, um, combine together to stand up and take back the republic, at least hopefully anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that was well said. You know, some of the things that, like, I do here on the side, you know, I'm sheriff. Who's running for sheriff here in my county? You know, I, I posed a question right on his, uh, his campaign website, you know, uh, you know, if, if you're elected, you know, uh, are you a constitutional sheriff? Do you believe in the con- – will you uphold the Constitution uh, against all enemies, foreign and domestic? And he went on a rant and rave that, that, that um, I'm associated with Sheriff Mack and the Sheriff's Association and uh, basically uh, trying to ba- basically point me out as probably a, a, a racist nut maybe. Maybe that's the way I was trying to word it. I don't know. But he totally denied my request for an interview, uh, denied uh, t- answering the question uh, – directly you know he gave a politically uh, right. correct answer <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know so yeah. what do you, you know so now what now i got a candidate who's running for sheriff here who who can't interact with me a citizen and it's, and it's my county now so you know it's not like he's halfway across the country it's my county and so you know what do you what do you do what do you do i mean you know i mean i'm not going to run for sheriff so but what do you do a good question. Joe, no, it's you easier to get a firm commitment. It is to breathe you didn't get a firm commitment from him, and you should yeah. have. The yeah, kind of, I know. The kind of commitment I got from you, you should have gotten from him. And you should show people, look, I asked him a simple question. All he had to do was say yes, but he didn't. He tap danced. Pouchy yeah. tap dances. A lot of people tap. The tap dancers got to go. Simple. You show people yeah. that. And to answer your question more pointedly, I don't believe that people running for government um, in the local um, in the local arena helps much. A lot of people do, and the reason why I don't believe it helps much is because even if they win mayorship, right, they still have to answer to the governor. The governor has to answer to the federal government, even though we're, they're not supposed to. But they do. Why? Because reality says all states get money from the federal government, and if they if they um, um, upset the federal government, the government says. Well, we're just going to have to pull our funding from this particular project, your pet project, which will make the mayor, the governor look bad, which means the governor's going to acquiesce and he's going to get on the mayor's butt. So I don't, I don't, I think people should run for a local government if they want to, 
But if they believe that even if there's a, ooh, a thousand people, a thousand councilmen around the United States and, and 500 mayors, will that do any good? If it is a, um, an avalanche to cause other people, we, the normal American citizen, to say, God damn, you're right. These people in Congress, these people, these governors, they are messing with our republic. They are hurting me. The inflation is out of control because of them. The food shortages, the baby food shortages are out of control because of them. And I am going to, with my neighbors, are going to walk to the Capitol and let these people know I'm not taking it anymore. I am not taking it anymore. And if we have that and if the news can get a hold of it and spread that around, then it might make a difference. But, um, okay, I'm finished with my soliloquy. <laughs> no, you're good. It, you're the frustration in your voice. But, but, again, a good person, someone who knows what he's talking about, and, and these are the voices out there that are lost because, because of us. We're to blame because we're not giving, you know, we're not, we're not taking advantage of the, all the little toys we have, the Internet, the networking together, communicating together. We're all too busy. You know, shame on us. Uh, Sally, you want to sound off here for a few minutes here at the end? Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Go uh, ahead. Sergeant, <laughs> Sergeant Joe, a great uh, – they, they've been on the show with me plenty of times. Go for it, guys. I agree. Uh, but I'll try to add to what they've said and uh, not to repeat. But, okay, first off, don't uh, going back, I do know I've heard this. Don't ever think the GOP or any political party is going to save you. That That is one of the biggest, you know, that all of a sudden there's going to be this red wave Absolutely. and heroes are going to come in. Uh, I've come up with what GOP really stands for with, with the help of a couple of friends, grand old prostitutes. That's what GOP is. Then the other yep. – um, <laughs> we, we have to ask, even though I can't depend on what they're going to do, McConnell and company, just look at them. But we have to ask key questions right now during this election process. If they're too scared to answer the questions or they, you can tell they're playing games, don't, don't vote for them. I mean, what's the difference of a, a Republican and a Democrat when they all do the same thing? I, I know a lot of people don't like me saying that. I, I would hope the Republicans would change, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to. The other thing, uh, keep in mind with a lot of these things that are happening, um, the ESG and all this, we, we truly are a fascist country. People need to accept that. When you, every, every time you hear public-private partnership, which both sides promote, just remember that means fascism. It's the collusion of government and the private sector, and that's why the ESG stuff is going on out there. That's why the hospitals were caving into the COVID stuff. We have to realize we already have a fascist country, and we have to get rid of all the public-private partnerships and actually have a free market again. We don't have that today, and I don't think most people really, truly appreciate that. And many of us were out there fighting the public-private partnerships years ago. Uh, states' rights, I think we really do have to get back to the um, Ron DeSantis. We have to have stronger governors because we do have states' rights. We are a sovereign nation of many sovereign states. People forget what a sovereign state is. And the states, we could do an awful lot at the state level to take care of what's going on in, in uh, D.C. if – one, they stop taking the, they stop jumping on the gravy train from the federal government, like Department of Education, and control ourselves. We don't. The more we take money and uh, get tied in to become hostages of the federal government, the less rights we have. So the states need to take back their own rights, get rid of the Department of Education and those kind of things. Stop taking the money. And then the other, obviously, treason. 
I, we have got to face the fact that we have a bunch of traitors, a bunch of communist, Marxist, whatever you want to call them, traitors in this government. They have sold us out to China. They've allowed China to come in and take over our country. It, it's, it's insane. And we have to be able to take the, the actions back to them. Somewhere along the way, we ha- well, we know we have these rights, but we're being denied the rights. They have their own rules. I think we were talking about it last night. Well, everybody's mandating this COVID mandates aren't, aren't laws, but they're trying to mandate and force people to do this while they give themselves all this immunity. We forget these people elected to public office need to follow the same laws as us. Why have they been given a higher status? That's another piece of it. When are you, and when are you going to now they're asking themselves for a raise? You created this mess and now you want more money from me? you, you got a lot of nerve kind of thing and then i think let's see uh, the china china takeover of this country is just despicable but the uh last thing uh, i'll end with and i was talking about this last night as well some of you know who've listened to the show in the last few weeks realized i was recently escorted out of a building the first time this has ever happened to me escorted out of a building from a republican event uh, for the um, Ashley Moody, who's running for re-election for the Florida State Attorney General. I was escorted out of the building because I had a shirt on that said, I love my country, it's the government I'm afraid of. When you can be escorted out of a building for wearing that shirt in what's supposed to be a free state, Florida, uh, we have a bigger problem. I think people need to think about that. So if you can, go get a T-shirt, go put out there, I love my country, it's the government I'm afraid of. And the newest one, I don't. I do not fear global warming, global climate change. I fear global government. And that will all end it right there. Wow, wow, Thank that's uh, wow, especially that, wow. in Florida. Here, yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Yep. That's that's. I can't believe that. I did not know that actually. <laughs> that that makes me sick to my stomach. You know that I, it, I it, it, it does. Anybody that's offended by that, call the Ashley Moody, either the Attorney General's office or at a minimum her campaign, and say that wasn't right and it happened in Jackson County, Florida. Wow, it's amazing. Uh, anybody else here want to jump in at the end here? Uh, go ahead. Say I've got a bunch of people with their hands up. Uh, just say your piece. I I don't know who to click on because everyone's everyone's mic is open that wants to speak. Um, Jim, uh, one more time, tell them how to take it to, to find the Republic, and then I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, next Tuesday, uh, Roger's not here. He had to leave. So I want him to talk about what we're going to be, uh, what's on the agenda for next week. But uh, Sally's show, uh, well, she announced it uh, again. Sally, one more time, uh, give that show again, because I got some new people that uh, logged in here. Give me that show out again. Your show about the COVID, please. Okay, it's going to be next Monday, uh, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. On American Statesman Blog Talk Radio, uh, they can call in 347-857-4364. Uh, repeat that one more time, 347-857-4364. And press 1 to speak on the air, just as you are doing here tonight. COVID, we have got to tell the truth about COVID. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Jim, uh, one more time about the Republican. I guess we'll wrap it up there. Uh, go ahead, Jim. I, I don't know if the gentleman out there that usually prays us out, we usually say a prayer at the end, which is, you know, good because that's, you know. I am here. There he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, good. Jim, and then yeah, we turn it over to him. Uh, then, we'll right then, then we'll go to Mark. Okay. Well, folks, we've, we've illustrated to you tonight by action of the court that together we can solve 
these problems that are coming at us, like these mandatory vaccines for the military. And that's huge to get that court to put that injunction. So obviously we have demonstrated ability to change the course of history. We have a lot of good people here that are well-intentioned and well-meaning and want to see good results. But as in most things in life, it's the application that breaks down. And so we've provided the platform for people to come together under the umbrella of protection that the public and international law offers people to come back and have their government back. And if you don't get it back, whose fault is it? It's not mine. It's not Joe's. It's not Justice Waters. I can give a 16-year-old the keys to a new car. If he don't take those keys and learn how to drive that car, shame on him. He can sit in the driveway and turn to rust. Mark Binder, would you close us in prayer? Absolutely. Um, thank you. Father of all creation, please hear our prayer. Thanks for being a loving Father, a most high sovereign, our Redeemer, and so much more righteous, who oftentimes leads us by example. And spread your grace all around this world to those who desperately need saving, Father, so your holy name is honored as kinsman redeemer of our souls. Lead us by your word that we may overcome evil. Guide us by your Holy Spirit that we may stand until Yeshua returns and direct us by truth and your biblical laws till equal justice prevails for all. Send your healing energy to us, Father, for our minds, bodies, soul, and spirits are recharged and renewed that we may remember that, that the many-member body of Christ is ready for new tasks as dimensions and times change. Help us to understand the secrets of the cosmos like what the Book of Enoch describes so that in that understanding we can become strong in our dimensional faith. Thank you for creating such a precise and well-cared-for timepiece in our solar system. Help us to lift up the Constitution, Father, and our founding documents, and uh, also help us to effectively communicate to the people how very important it is to take this nation we love, America, back to our rightful, lawful, constitutional, God-revering republic. Anything less is a compromise Americans cannot depend on. In the holy name of Yeshua, we pray your will on these matters, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. God bless the Republic. Hey, everybody that tuned in here tonight, thank you so much for coming. And uh, believe me, uh, I've met some new people over the past uh, few months now uh, just by networking now and through the podcast. It's great. But this Republic, I've been involved with it uh, since 2008, and uh, this is real. And I've seen the thousands of people across the country that are involved. I've sat with military people. I've sat with Ron Paul. Uh, I remember uh, when we were talking about the Republic, and, and this was really a big plan, restoring re-inhabiting the Republic in all 50 states back in 2010 and 2011 and 2012. So this is, a, go to the website, look at the documents, and go back, go look, do some research on the Internet. There's, uh, the news media got a hold of it when we served all 50 governors. Uh, with the uh, letters, uh, with, when the grand juries uh, were uh, simulated, when 
came together in all 50 states and served the governors and just uh, told, put, told them, hey, look, we're re-inhabiting our republic. I'm not going to read the whole letter to you, but the media got a hold of it, and they twisted it. You know what they do. They they put their spin on it, and, you know, and, yeah. and but, <laughs> you know, so, but the thing of it is, everything's done lawfully. There's no violence. We do not condone any violence. I don't condone any violence whatsoever. And that is very important that everyone must understand by no means necessary, as much as I can't stand Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, or any of these other whack jobs out there, and even the Republicans that are whack jobs, it doesn't matter. I don't have any right to do any type of harm to any other human being whatsoever. And and anyone who comes to the Republic has to understand that also. This is not about violence, not about hurting anybody, because there's a lot of militia people that listen to this show and that I've also been in contact with in the 1990s. I remember when I was part of the militia community, three percenters. So uh, you know, so but again, nonviolent—that's key, very important. Because you know what, I, I, all of us out there, we just want to live better. We want a better life for our family, for our children, for our friends, for our neighborhoods, for our towns, our state, our country. We want a better life, obviously, or we wouldn't be here talking with each other right now about some such important issues to make a date and plan to, to call into a show or and keep your word and keep your appointment and then carry, carry on for an hour and a half with each other. That That's awesome. That's commitment. That's love for your country, love for your fellow American, and and that's so very important. And we demonstrated that here on this podcast show here tonight. So that's awesome, uh, it really is. So I want to say hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, listening, and thanks for uh, contributing also. And Joe, uh, even though you kind of took it to me there in that debate there one on one, we still got to do another debate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will, we will. <laughs> I think you got the best of me though. <laughs> No, it might have been a draw in a lot of people's minds. Everybody praised you. I remember after the show, you know, and those guys on the show, uh, they all said they would vote for you. Yeah, they did. They did. We we, we reversed a lot of liberal minds that night. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. So we got to play a little bit of Ronald Reagan here at the end. So that's it. We'll wrap it up. But thanks, guys. Hey. Uh, next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Restoring Our Republic. God bless our republic. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Let me make this an absolute fact. The goal is world peace. That must be our prime responsibility. We are the leader of the free world whether we want to be or not. And therefore we are the only ones that can preserve the peace. And to do that we must have strength. Meeting this mission as responsibility for preserving the peace, which I believe is a responsibility peculiar to our country, that we... Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War and someday 
When the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rest than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shotters around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material compensations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.